Happy Tuesday, beautiful souls. I am so beyond excited and so grateful for my next guest, Rock Thomas. Rock is one of the world's number one whole life success experts. He's a best-selling author and host of the I Am Movement podcast. From farm boy to real estate and business guru, he's a mentor and a self-made millionaire. Rock has studied one-on-one with the world's best teachers, names such as Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Wayne Dyer, Robert Herchevich, and so many more. He's on a mission to inspire others to create their best life on their terms. His goal cast video alone was viewed by over a million people. Using tools and strategies that are proven, Rock now teaches people how to create financial freedom by leveraging their purpose and passions to live not just a successful life, but a fulfilled one. He is the founder of the I Am Movement, and he is known as the man who redefines lives. Hello, and welcome to The Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. Hey, perfect. Rock, I am so excited to have you here today on the Katie Carlson Show. Uh, I've been looking up to you uh, and seeing you at all the different Tony events. Um, I'm just so grateful to connect with you. Um, I saw your goal cast, your video that you had, and it's just truly inspiring, just the man that you are today and where you've come from. And so I'd love for you to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and then Give us a little bit of backstory of how you got to be this incredible, uh, inspirational leader that you are today. Well, I'm glad we finally got the schedule. It took us forever to get together on this. I, I know. <laughs> gosh. Unbelievable. I know. But, <laughs> Taking action right away. Um, I mean, I think we all know that are the people that are in personal development, that our childhood creates, creates a programming and it creates things that later on we kind of live from limiting beliefs and um, fears and doubts and worries and unfinished relationships with our parents and stuff. So I learned how to work hard. I worked hard till I was around 30 years old, everything from modeling in Thailand to driving a taxi in Australia to carpentry and knocking on doors and uh, bartending, waiting on table. You name it, I did it. And I did it because my programming said, you will work hard. Mm. But what I've learned is that it doesn't really matter that I want you to be a certain way or wish you would be a certain way. If you're, you know, in a relationship with somebody as a partner or uh, or a business partner, you, you know, we're all often try to control the outside world. And I think it's more about understanding people's programming so you can appreciate what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And that's been yeah. a big part of my work is trying to figure out first me. Why am I trying to be perfect? Why am I trying to achieve so much? Why am I trying to um, always be enough? Mm. And so I started to dig below the surface. And as I did that, um, you know, big driver was for, for me to have my father be proud of me. Yeah. And that's driven me most of my life. And so there's good and good and bad, I think, if you will, that come from these things, right? As, as you know, is... I'm a, I'm a great worker. I'm reliable. I'm dependable. I'm a leader. I'm a, uh, I take things on. I'm not afraid of things. I've built multiple businesses. I coach people. I train people. I'm an incredible human machine of learning. Um, I, all those things. You, you want a great employee? I'm a great employee. You want a great teammate on a, on a, on a sports team? I'll die trying. 
doing my job, doing my assignment. <laughs> so those are all kind of the good parts, right? And in the Western society we live in, those are admired mostly. Mm. But there's part of me that needs to be a dick in order to get there. I need to be abrasive. I'm short. I'm tight. I'm, uh, you know, I'm autocratic versus Socratic. And that alienates people from me along the way and creates a dichotomy that is all you want in life is to be loved and connected. But my programming was flawed. So although I got results in one area, I still didn't feel like I belong or was connected in other areas. Does that make sense? So how did you create that shift? What propelled you to make that shift? Well, I think pain is really the main driver for most of us. And so it was yeah. broke most of my life. Grew up in a family that didn't have a lot of money. Then I went out and worked and worked hard. Then my father got sick with cancer and I wanted to make him proud. So I started to take care of him and lost my job in the process. My marriage fell apart. All my assets washed away because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I started all over at 30. Wow. And then at 30, I, um, yeah, I, I was like literally 30,000 in debt at 30 years old on my mother's couch. It was, it was, it's too cliche. But then I came across two mentors. One of them was Tony that I had in my car for 10 years before I actually went to see him. And the other one was a guy who helped me tactically with real estate. And I became really good at real estate. And with my work ethic and the right mental mindset, you know what I, I find most people do, Katie, is they choose a vehicle being a lawyer or uh, being uh, an actor, athlete, a plumber, whatever it is, they choose a vehicle, but they're never, it's never on a solid foundation of the principles of success. Mm. So they deal with, you know, one day they're in a bad mood, another day they're tired, another day they didn't eat properly, another day they lost focus, and it affects their business. And then they blame the business, the vehicle, and not the foundation of the principles of success. So when I started to discover that that's how successful people operated, they did the work on themselves first, yeah. I'm really curious about that. And then I started to, you know, find the habits and the routines and the rituals that allowed me to show up no matter what it was in a better way, in a better energy, a better mindset, a better ability to focus, to achieve, to accomplish. And so then I just built on those and then I found that I could drop a vehicle on top and I'd crush the field. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So I'd go Airbnb, I'd do really well. Or I'd go into real estate, student housing, do really well. Now, there's other components, like you got to have the right environment, the right partners, you got to know how to hire or train. Yeah. You know. But essentially, that's, that's what, what enabled me to do is to, to focus all my energy into building things. Yeah, that's really awesome. So when you talk about these principles of success, what are they for you? So I wrote a book on it, uh, The Ten Habits That Made Me a Millionaire. Awesome. We'll have to get that linked in the show notes. It, and, it, you know, I think if you look at the game of chess as an outsider that doesn't know the game of chess, it... it it doesn't look like you don't know all the elements to it, but once you get into it and you play at a high level, which I don't, but I have studied people, there are many different strategies. I think success is like that. So I'll say them and people are going to go, yeah, whatever. So I'll say 30 minutes a day of infusing your mind with inspirational and positive things. And people go, okay, yeah, whatever. No, it's the consistency of doing it that puts you in the right place that helps you make better decisions that get you better results. So that's one example. Yeah. And the discipline, right? Like the discipline, like to, to do that. I think that's where at least I know I've fell short <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and there comes in rule number eight is tell me what you do before eight o'clock in the morning and after eight o'clock at night. And I can predict your financial future for the rest of your life. Interesting. Okay. So tell me what you do before eight o'clock in the morning and 8 p.m. at night. Well, I'll tell you what is on the menu 
right, of things. So I've written my books before 8 o'clock in the morning. I have created audio programs. I've studied other people. I've kept my 57-year-old body in the shape of a 30-year-old. I've uh, meditate, visualize, read, journal, and generally work out. So those, those are on the menu, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and then in the evening, which I find most people don't talk about, they talk about the morning routine like crazy, right? <laughs> I think the, the evening routine is even better because it sets up the next morning. So I call it my audit. And I have my journal and uh, 30 minutes without electronics and then take my journal and then I just write things like, what did I enjoy today? What made me laugh? Who did I contribute to? What did I do well? What could I improve? And my goal is to get 1% better the next day, right? Yeah. And, and those things. And the interesting thing, and, and I'm sure you know this, is that when you, when you journal and you ask yourself about your day, your brain wants to win the next day because it knows tomorrow night I'm going to ask myself what made me laugh. Mm. You don't want to go nothing. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So then you start to seek during the day the things that you've made important to yourself versus just responding to the world, right, which is, which is a crapshoot. So, so those are a couple of them I could go on and go through a couple more. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting. That's fascinating. I, I love it. And it's funny that you say that because I do, I think a lot of people talk about the morning routine, right? And it's easy. I, I feel like it's almost easier to kind of get the morning routine going because, you know, you get out of bed, you've got that, but it takes a lot more discipline, right? It comes back down to discipline in the evening because so oftentimes our energy might be lower. You know, we've had all of these things that have happened or transpired throughout the day. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then the next day happens. And I, I love that. I, I have a little bit of, a, of an evening routine, but you've given me some things to, to reconsider and to think about. Because I, I do think that is, is really important to set you up, you know, for the next day. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you what I learned from the people that I studied that were the most successful, right? And they want to take stock of how they're showing up in life and what the experience is versus just whipping through to another day. And or, you know, which I have done is you go to a nice dinner, you have a little bit of alcohol, you're tired, you pass out in front of the TV, and then you wake up, you're not as sharp, yeah. and you scramble a little bit, and then things go wrong. You spill the coffee on yourself, you get upset, get in the car, there's not enough gas, it starts to rain, and you're like, mother, yeah. right? And those day, those are the days I call them unforced errors. And you don't win life making a lot of unforced errors, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's, an, that's an interesting concept. Well, and you know, like energy attracts like energy, right? And so when you continue down that that rabbit hole, it, you know, it, it can spiral out of control pretty quickly. Um, and I also like what you said around, you know, even just taking stock of like the things that you appreciate throughout the day. You know, I always tell people, you got to have fun. If you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it, right? You can always make, I mean, literally, like we, you know, we've been in Tony environments, right? Keith Cunningham can make accounting fun. If you can make accounting fun, yeah. like. You're a badass. You are a badass, yeah. literally. And, yeah. but that's the thing is so like even <laughs> taking out the trash or whatever it is, like you can make it fun, you know, and just by injecting a little bit of humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was just talking about this with somebody else on a podcast. And, you know, my father was Dutch German, very serious. And I had to add the word playful into my incantations, because my tendency was to default to get shit done. 
right? And when your default is get shit done, you're more militant, you're more serious, you're more focused than playful. You can get the, 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 the garbage to the end of the driveway and skip with the bag in your hand and have fun. Or you can march down there like, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, it makes total sense. And it's so interesting that you say that because I know people that have been in your M1 mastermind. And it's not like a typical mastermind. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your mastermind, what you do. Um, and it's, it's just a perfect little bridge. It was like you, you, know, you gave me a beautiful softball right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Build a bridge and go over it. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, I, I went to, it's actually because I went to all these Tony events and um, being a Tony trainer for 19 years now, 74 events and seeing people come and go and come and go and come and go and or come and, and then see them on social media and Tony has probably impacted more people on the planet than probably anybody else, really, um, and the ripple effect. But I did notice that there's a lot of people that got the secret sauce from Tony, right, how to do it, and then they weren't able to have it stick. Yeah. And I realized that when you come out of the fish tank called UBW or Tony Robbins World, when the music's amazing, everybody's hugging each other, it's awesome, it's fun, it's beautiful, you can be vulnerable, and you can cry, and somebody won't look at you weird, Right. And then you go home and you try to take the principles and you make your move or you green, drink your green drink or whatever and you start to get looked at sideways because there's such a desire to belong and connect. Mm -hmm. We give up what we value, right? And even some of our principles to fit back in. So you want to go out Friday night and have one drink, but you get coerced to have two or three and you're back to what I talked about before, waking up and then guilt and blah, 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 instead of sticking to the plan. So I decided to create the community, the eco-center or the ecosystem online. So when you left, whatever it was, Landmark, Tony, anything that you wanted, if you're a growth-based person, yeah. you have a fish tank that you could go to. And then we created rules, support, encourage, and challenge each other. You don't blame, criticize, or complain. You support, encourage, or challenge. So if you tell me, Katie, you're going to be moving to um, Florida <laughs> and that you're going there because your psychic told you you should go there, then I might go, so tell me more about that. How, how exactly does that play out in your life? Is, is that, is that, do, you, do you think that's a really you know, cool strategy? I'd like to know more because I never use that strategy, right? So the idea is that you're in this setting with other people that want to live their best life. Mm-hmm. And they know that when they support, encourage, and challenge the person beside them and that person does it to them, they have a much better chance of succeeding than beating the person down, criticizing, feeling jealous, judging, comparing, etc. So yeah. we, we eliminate – it's like imagine a greenhouse where you want to grow your favorite tomato plants and you have the perfect sunlight, the perfect amount of humidity, you know, the right oxygen. You take away the elements, the bugs, and the things that are going to not support it. What kind of growth are you going to have? Non-existent. Right. So, so when you have that ecosystem, everybody wins. And then, like I talked about before, is we create this foundation of the, the 10 rules of success that help me become a millionaire. We teach them to those people, have them practice it. And then we drop a vehicle on top called whatever, e-commerce, Airbnb, uh, write a book, uh, student housing. And they work with somebody in the field that has proven success because 96% of online courses are never finished. Because people hit a bump in the road, they, they, they get discouraged, whatever, and then they, they don't complete. So what we do is we want people to complete so they work with somebody in the field. Okay, so like as an accountability, like, like just as like a... As a mentor. 
mentor. Okay. Then we have accountability level. We have like us. We've gamified the, the the homework assignments, and we have points that turn into dollars that you can use to purchase more education. And like, it's a fun world. It's like yeah. it's the entrepreneurial school of Disney World. Is what it is. <laughs> entrepreneurial school of Disney World. I love that. That's amazing. So, how can people join? How do people join? Because I, I mean, I don't know if you accept everybody. How does that? How does that work? So we have um we have like um if this is the major leagues we have a minor league that people can start in for a thousand dollars, and for ninety days where they can really we can get to know them and they can get to know us. We really work on basically those ten habits of the millionaire mind, and then by the time sometimes they're in there three four weeks and they're like okay I love this I you know can I apply for M one? Sometimes we're like you know you're falling behind. We, we need to, you know, really work on, on some stuff here and, and help them catch up. And sometimes they're just, they're not willing to do the work. Right. And so it's a good place to start. Some people jump right in. And the, really, the basic criteria you need, other than five hours a week and $10,000 to sign up, is you need a work ethic and you need to be coachable. Mm. And that's, so that's what we look for in our interview is to find out, you know, are they telling a story about, I don't have time and my life is stressed and I've tried those things before. Like if they've got a lot of story and they're fighting to keep that story, then we'll probably give, let them keep the story. If they yeah. want to change it and they want to help have a new perspective and we can help rewrite it for them, um, then we're happy to do that too. You know, and we've, we've created 61 whole life millionaires in the last four years. So we wow. know that our program That's works. amazing. And we know it works. And so it's just a matter of, you know, if you're willing, like I say to people, look, if you invested $10,000 in five hours a week and you became a millionaire, would that be a good investment? Absolutely. Any other questions? <laughs> no. Right? That's amazing. Yeah, seriously. That's amazing. So about how many how many people are in your how many people are in this group? Three hundred and fifty right now. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. And And, and how so long we, is it so how long is it go for? The one year program. One year program. Okay. And you guys get together, like is there in Yeah, we yeah. get together couple of times a year other than coronavirus and we do cool stuff. Yeah. That's, that was leaving me to the fun and playful thing because yeah. I remember I was a business, I think it was a business mastery last year in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You, guys, you guys did some like rate. What did you do? We don't, we, we didn't do anything in Vegas. Sometimes we get together and just hang out. Oh, I thought you did some sort of like car thing. There was some like racing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well we had a simultaneous event. That's right. Yeah. We do usually do car racing and uh, snowmobiles and snow and, uh, uh, paintball and chasing whales and shark, you know, sh- I, I did um cage diving with sharks. And yeah, so we do, what we do is we do bucket list adventures while we're growing and learning That's amazing. and helping each other develop wealth and wealth. The definition of our wealth is time freedom. You get time freedom. You have cash flowing vehicles. Yeah. How do you get cash flowing vehicles? You learn how to be a good investor or how to be a good business person. And so that's what we teach in an environment that is supportive, encouraging, challenging, it's fun, and you meet great people. And I mean, think about, uh, and I've, I think Tony should be doing what I'm doing, honestly, for his environment. When people leave there with this, with the information he gives them, he needs help having them implement it in the field. That's the gap that isn't there. Would you agree? I totally agree. 100%. Yeah. I mean, even just like, especially with a lot of people that you know, and I, and I, I love crewing. I crew a lot of the events as well. And obviously I love attending the events too, but yeah, it's interesting. Like even just talking to a lot of the participants, yeah, like leaving the events. That's why, I mean, again, he's got a great model and that everybody keeps coming back. Right. 
it's one thing to come back and to continue coming back. It's another thing to actually implement, right? You know, and I think that that's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge um, for them. So as we think about that, like these different hurdles and challenges, I'm curious, how are you navigating this, this space with, you know, the markets shifted quite a bit and things are very uncertain. Um, there's so much uncertainty and like, there's so much fear going on out there. I'm curious, how are you navigating? How are things been going with your businesses and yeah, yeah all of that? Well, I have to admit that I, I, I think I'm feeling coronavirus like anybody else. I miss human contact. Um, yeah. I'm on stage with three, 500 people in the crowd and I get to move around and have the dopamine hits that, that, you know, feel great. Uh, yeah. And I'm a physical person. So when I go to a Tony event, you know, I like to high five and hug people and hang out and dance and play and, you know, do push up contests in the back of the room. And so, you know, I, I miss all yeah. that, honestly, you know, it, it's too. hard. Um, yeah. Or just, you know, seeing people's smiling faces. Right. And it's great on Zoom. It's, it's certainly a great replacement, but it's, so there is that part of me that struggled, honestly, and I found myself falling a little bit on my routines, not to the best of my ability. So in the evening, watching more Netflix than uh, maybe going to a yoga class because this freaking thing was closed, right? So um, I'm guilty of that. But so I was talking about rule number nine, 10% what happens to you, 90% how you respond. And so a lot of times we've heard people say, you know what, well, just be positive. Just be positive, right? It, things will change. It'll just be positive. And I'm like, I say to people, that's not a freaking strategy, telling somebody to be positive. A strategy is something specific they can do, like jump up and down or get up in the morning and put your hands in the air and go, I love my life. That's a strategy. So a strategy for me when things, when we're going through uncertainty is to ask a high level question, a quality question that's going to direct my focus to be more resourceful than I'm currently being. That's my main goal. One of my things that I love most about successful people and when I'm in that way is that I'm very resourceful. Yeah. Use what's around me. I make the best of it. Right? So, for instance, the stock market, a lot of things have gotten unusually beaten up. So um, I looked at everything and I didn't do as well as, you know, maybe some other people or as well as I could have. But it just made sense to buy Zoom stock at $100, right? It's made sense. It's, yeah. It went to $400. So so things like that is looking for the opportunity and the problem versus looking for the problem and the opportunity. Uh, my real estate business went sideways, so I renovated the whole office while nobody was going in the office. Um, it was, That's smart. It was just like, okay, you know, what can we do? Yeah. Um, so the real estate went sideways for a while. Now it's come back and we are doing better than before. My online business uh, popped because people were looking for places to connect and learn, et cetera. So that's done well. Some of my real estate investments have done well and some have not done so, so well. Like, if, you know, I'm in a condo here in Montreal and I wanted to sell it. Nobody's buying condos in the city right now. Um, but I have a house in Phoenix and that's jumped up in value because everybody's moving from New York and California to Phoenix. So, um, yeah. But I, I think, again, it, if you look at the fundamentals, Katie, that, that work, it's your routines, your rituals, your mindset, hanging out with great people and pivoting and understanding. Like, we all need to change quickly, in my opinion, right now. The world ain't going back to the yeah. way it was ever again. 
and you better get tech savvy. You better learn how to leverage technology. So I've spent a lot of time in the studio recording more content, et cetera. I'm going to bolster up my yeah. YouTube channel and, um, and I can work from anywhere even more than I was before. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's really powerful. So I'm curious cause I, I know, you know, not being at these events, you know, Tony has taken, you know, <laughs> the lemons and, and made lemonade ish, maybe an Arnold Palmer with some iced tea in, in the mix. I don't know. What's interesting, because I don't know if you were, if you've been a part of UPW or Business Mastery, the last couple ones that they've done that's been virtual. I've seen snippets of it, but I was not part of it. Okay. So it's interesting. I mean, I did, I did both of them. Um, so in supporting the crew and, um, everything like that. And, the UPW was a great experience. I mean, when you think about 22,000 people all experiencing it, it was, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Then they decided to do Business Mastery, which again, it was amazing. And you know <laughs> what it takes to put on these events. Um, and especially like the, the, the amount of work in the, um, that the senior leaders and the trainers and everybody does at these events and the communication streams that have to happen. And doing that online is a very different thing. And I've heard a lot, I've had a couple different, I've had some people give me some different feedback on the live events. For me, living, you know, by myself, it was harder. It was really hard to like keep your energy up in your space. And it could also be just because I was crewing and I had to be like on like all the time and like, you know, on the camera. But I also heard, so one of my really good friends who's a platinum partner, his wife was nine months pregnant. Nine months pregnant. Had there been an, a live event, they wouldn't be going, right? They wouldn't have been able to do it. And, but what's interesting is like when we go to these events, right? And then we leave, like you're saying, there's this like, it's every like minute that passes that we leave. It's like these little molecules drop off, right? True. Like these molecules drop off. So by creating this energy in these workspaces, you know, like, cause there's been people crowding around, like setting up these massive things. It was really powerful to see. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, I've got whiteboards, you know, and I can write all this stuff down and then, then they're anchored to it. Yes. So I see both, I see both sides of it. And part of my reason, um, I think I mentioned this offline, but I was, you know, thinking about maybe going to Florida was because I was like, I'm going to get a big house and I'm going to have everybody come there for, if, if they want me for date with destiny, like <laughs> I've got to be around people like truly like I've, gotta be around people like real yeah. connection yeah. is I mean it's a real thing we're driven for connection and by not having it like your mind can start to go crazy like I've had a f quite a few of those moments as of late I mean last like 60 days because it's you really have to stand guard at the door of your mind you know of the door of your mind because by not like when you were not connecting with people we're not fulfilling some of our basic needs yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I think there's going to be positive and negative. And you can't get no, no, the no, same. No, no. You can't get people, that physical. People like, I think, you and me and that are high connection people, and I, I can be introverted as much as anybody else. Um, it, I'm surprised there's not more people struggling with this coronavirus thing, honestly. More depression and, uh, and suicide. I think there are. They're just, we're just not hearing yeah, about it. You're right. Yeah. Because I've... Because I... I know if I'm struggling yeah, and I, everything I know and the conditioning I've had, then other people have to be struggling. 110%. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, so it was a couple of weeks. So I actually got the coronavirus, which was kind of funny. I did. Um, I know. Well, but I, I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I, I actually, I, I just lost taste and smell. And you get I know. Well, 
I'm like, I've got the antibodies. Hand them over. Hand them over. Give me stuff. I'm like, I got the antibodies. But but here's the thing. I just lost taste and smell. So it wasn't like a huge situation for me. I maybe was a little bit more tired if I actually look back on it. Uh, I was maybe a little bit more tired. But after all of that had happened and, you know, I isolated myself for 14, you know, I was isolating myself. And I mean, again, it was a... You must have loved that being isolated. Oh, my God. It was like... Now, granted, I like my space, so there was that. But it was awful. And I noticed, I noticed, like, these thoughts that were creeping into my head. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Katie. Like, who's this gal? Like, who's yeah, this who girl? Yeah, who invited you in? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this is not. But then I also am like, okay, I'm going to embrace this. I'm reading this book. It's called Tea and Cake with Demons. It's actually quite interesting. But I realized that I have, I've got to create a new relationship with it. Well, it was about, I want to say, probably a month ago now one of my friends and I was out of the quarantine was having a barbecue and I was getting a bunch of work done and I was like really in the groove and I was like doing a bunch of content and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, it would be really easy just to like stay home and not go. Right. And it's easy when you're in that state of mind, right. And that mindset to just be like, eh, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm just going to stay at home. I'm so glad I went. I was like, even if I'm only there for two hours, and I was there for two hours and just being around humans for two hours, game changer, like total game changer. And it wasn't like we were, you know, just, it wasn't even like it was like a Tony event where everybody's hugging and high-fiving everything. It was just being around people. You picked up some molecules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I just went to the park with my daughter and her boyfriend and we just lay there on the, on the, um, blanket and um there was just people around and nature and just like okay all right just so it's yeah. just there's nothing really more than that but you just pick up the energy right yeah that's why i've been getting off into nature i mean i'm fortunate enough to i mean i live like in the the heart of denver like the city center and i can get out into the mountains very very easily which is also part of the reason why i'm going to be hitting the road <laughs> in the next few weeks a story for another time. <laughs> we'll leave a little open loop there. Um, okay, so typically when I bring guests on and um, I go through a series of questions, just because I like to be a little bit playful. I like to hear, I like people to get to know you on a little bit different of a level um, and that sort of thing. So I would love to know what what book, I mean, obviously like in this like personal development space, we're all reading books and listening to books and doing podcasts and things like that all the time. What book has influenced you the most and why? You know, when I get that question, I want to I want to quantify it because it depends. When if it comes to business, it would be one book. If it came to you know relationships, another book. If it came to health, another book. So, uh, do you want to choose a category, or should I just? You just pick whichever one comes to your mind. I'm going to choose a book called Lovable by Kelly Flanagan. He's a he's a therapist, and he's just a really kind, beautiful soul, and he just really talks and helps people understand that. The biggest thing is this conversation we have with ourselves. essentially, I'm summarizing, is how we beat ourselves up versus being kind to ourselves. And um, so this, the, the whole understanding of the mechanism behind that, and I think it's a great book. I think we all can feel a little bit more lovable than when we truly do. There are people who are narcissists. That's a different thing. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about just essentially feeling that you don't have to do or be something other than yourself to be lovable. And so it's a great book. Just be unapologetically you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard because there's so many layers, right? 
really yeah. about peeling those layers off and feeling safe as you peel them off around people. And, um, and that's, that's, you know, that's a bit of a life's journey. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't um, get 80. <laughs> you figured it out yet there, Lassie. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And I, it's funny. I, I, you thought you had the last one there, didn't you? On the last one. I love You're like, this. all right, I got it figured out. Where is this Hello. coming from? Where did this go? I love this. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is like a new, this is one of, one of your parts, one of your uh, parts. I usually, I usually default into Indian, you know, I usually. Really? Deepak Chopra, you know? Yeah. You've got, got to set your intention. Oh my God, that's really good. put attention on your intention and let it go. Oh my God, I love it. That's funny. <laughs> I See, I, I usually default to British. Oh, got to pay yeah. to pay in England. I always, I don't know why. I just always, I just do. Lovely. I know. I just, I love it. What's tea then? Yeah. Just have a little bit of tea. That's why I'm reading that book. Tea and cake with, tea and cake with demons. <laughs> anyway. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know, right? Right. It's just so bad. It's the best. Um, okay. So I can just ask the questions. Maybe I should just ask the questions in this, yeah, okay. um, in this tone of voice. Okay. okay sure. So I'm, I'm going to do that. So if you could do Anything you wanted tonight, go anywhere for any amount of money. What would you do and why? So this is like super, it feels like it's super boring as I'm going to say it, but um, it's actually what I'm going to do tonight, which I'm going out with my kids and um, their mm. boyfriends and girlfriends. And then we're coming home and we're going to play, uh, play games. So I love that. Yeah. That's so amazing. Not like, you know take a plane to Paris and have romantic, you know, but that's kind of nice too. But yeah, but now that's me, really beautiful. You know, I've, I've learned money doesn't make you happy, uh, but the lack of it compounds everything else. So it's really shitty. Mm. So when yeah. you have money, you have choices, but when you have it, it doesn't mean that you have to have to spend it. You just feel free, right? Like if we want to go out and spend 10,000 on dinner tonight, we can, we'll probably spend 500 and then we'll come home and we'll just be together. We don't yeah. like the proving part of that's more in the past than it is in the future for me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. So if you had the opportunity, oh, no, back to the, the accent. If you had the opportunity to meet one person that you have not met, who would it be? And then why? Without a doubt, Elon Musk. This guy is freaking tearing up, not one, not two, not three industries, but um, he's just, totally fascinating to me. I know he's probably completely crazy and works 18 hours a day and maybe, you know, isn't the parent that he could be to the five children that he has. But I'd still like to know, you know, ask him some piercing questions about some of his belief systems and because he thinks yeah. humongously big and I totally love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Very, I mean, just seeing what he's done with SpaceX and I mean, all the things, all the different projects that he's in. It's, that's, it's pretty a, that's, cool. that's his side hustle. I know, which is crazy. You know? Like it's, it's crazy. I would love to just, I would love to just be like a fly on his like cell phone just to see like where he goes throughout the day. I would love to know like how his day shakes out. Really I had, I bought a Tesla uh, six months ago and ever since then I've kind of, you know, felt kinship with him Yeah. In, in my own mind. And I'm not a car guy. I have like a 10 year old car here in Canada and I, in Phoenix I have my Tesla and I freaking love it. It's oh so my God. It's I amazing. Love, I know when I you love, when you ride in them, then you start yeah. to see it. Like yeah. they're incredible. So I'm like, 
what else? Like, what else could I spend my money on that's going to make me feel like this? That that I'm willing to do, you know? It's like, <laughs> give me some more of that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, okay. So in the essence of time, I'm going to kind of move through these a little bit. I, Sorry, I'm, I'm giving you long answers. No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. You're stuck on a deserted island and you can only take three things. What would they be? Um, hummus. <laughs> um, I love that. The girl of my dreams and, uh, um, and some marijuana. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's amazing. Um, okay. Now this is going to a little switch gears. When and where were you the happiest in your life? There's a few times. Um, I, I break it down into moments. So there's a lot of moments that I was happy, but I do remember one that's not so atypical, but I was, I was studying philosophy in college I was working part-time at a restaurant and I met my first true real mentor that taught me how to be really good with people. Um, he was just, he spoke five languages and he was all about service. So he's always about caring to people and, Oh, hi, Mrs. Johnson. You in for your cup of tea again? Great. I'll get that right for you. And I just admired him so much. And so then I started to mimic that and we had this really cool restaurant. People loved it. It was ahead of its time. It was healthy food and little cappuccino bar. And I got to serve people, make them feel better. And I remember just feeling so happy doing that. Hmm. That's amazing. It's like, it's the little things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were all built it's to serve. Little things. Sadly, most people never find the vehicle for it. So. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for you and all the service that you do. So. Uh, okay. So last question, if you had one piece of advice to leave my listeners with the viewers with, what would it be? Um, you know, I think our minds are, are constructed to protect us. And if you don't have a strategy Mm -hmm. to override that, you'll probably die Mm -hmm. with a lot of regrets, which we hear a lot of people do, right? Yeah because they can't get themselves to take action because of some made-up fear in their mind. So how about this? The next time you have an opportunity to do something that isn't going to hurt somebody, it's not immoral, it's not illegal, it's, you know, it's, it's not jumping from a 40-foot building, it's like maybe walking across the room and asking a girl for a dance or telling somebody you think their outfit looks great, you don't even know them or whatever, just say yes and figure it out later and step mm. into it. And I think that's... I love that. That's the gift that we can all all benefit from. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I know we're kind of getting unclose on time, and I do want to just share a couple things. Um, you've got some stuff going on in your world, um, this 90-day massive action challenge. Talk to me about this. Yeah, basically what we found is a year is a long time for a lot of people. A week doesn't create change. So when you put people into an environment for 90 days, it's long enough to create a movement and a new habit, and it's, it's short enough that people can wrap their head around it. So we have this um, once-a-week coaching, and then we download the 10 habits of uh, the millionaire um, mind that helped me get to the results that I have, 40, 42 streams of income, financial freedom, blah, 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 six figures passively a month. I'll show people how I did it and, and encourage them to build that foundation for themselves. And then when we can install a, a cash-flowing vehicle on top of that, it's going to be sustainable versus, you know, go out like a lot of people do. They're not that coachable, and they make a mistake. They, they take 20 grand, try to flip a property, they lose 20 grand, and then they're pissed off at the world. So let's do it in the right order. Yeah. Let's do it the right uh, strategies. 
And so we're pretty excited about that. And it's, it's, it's really easy for people to get into and it's hundred percent guaranteed. And so, that's um, awesome. so we like to start our relationship with people in a place like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you have the link for that? Did you send that to me? rockthomas.com forward slash 90 day challenge. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. And then last thing I promise, uh, you have an incredible podcast and I love it. It's the words that follow. I am follow you. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I realized that what I said to myself about myself became true over a period of time. So if I said I'm ugly and I got a lot of acne and then I felt insecure, yeah. if I said to myself, I'm ruggedly handsome. I feel like Clint Eastwood. Then I became more, um, confident. And so it's just a, it's just a, an inner narrative that we have anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just say, you know, why don't you beef it up? Why don't you spruce it up a little bit? And, and you can just do like I did, come up with 10 words. I'm gifted, guided, grateful, powerful, passionate, playful, sexy, sensual, sensitive, and blessed. Bam. Right. Or you can go, I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. Um, I'm funny, but I'm also overweight. Like you can randomly, or you can intentionally, start to program yourself. And that's what it's all about. And I interview people like Robert Hertzbeck or Marion Williamson, T. Harvecker, people like that. And I ask them for basically their slant on that. What was, what was their story around building themselves to the person they are? So that's what you get to see. And then I think it's, it lends enough insight for people to go, okay, I need to take responsibility Mm. for, you know, the conversation I have with myself. Mm, That's so true. It's funny because anytime like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Katie, you're so stupid. Or I'll say that to myself. I'll be like, no, Katie, you are, I am intelligent. I am love. I am light. I am courage and I am guided. Like I literally, I'll do that because I'm like, nope, language matters. Yes, it does. does. Language matters. You're so smart to do that. And and, you know, and, and that's why the ecosystem matters so much and hanging around other great people so that we can remind each other to be kind to ourselves and speak well. And, yeah. and, and you know, if, if every day I'm with you and I say, you know, I think you're dynamic and great and playful and fun and beautiful and smart and clever. And, and you keep on hearing that from multiple different places. It helps yeah. to create that vision of yourself inside. And I'm not talking about bullshit. I'm talking about sincere ways that we see each other. Yeah. Um, so that so that it, it, you know, you can yeah. really own it. That's awesome. That's really beautiful. Well, Rock, I really appreciate having you on the show today. You've been so amazing and I'm super excited to learn more about this 90 day challenge and M1 and um, I'll definitely have the links uh, in the show notes. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's really great and easy to talk to you. So thanks for having me on. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, etc. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light. 